You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 83. And I'm so excited for this one because this is going to be kind of like a, I feel it's kind of like a jam session. I feel like sitting on a beanbag and probably getting swallowed by it (laughs) and sharing with you the behind the scenes of my scrappy workshop launch. And what's interesting is that 60 episodes ago on episode number 23, I shared an episode called the behind the scenes of my three figure launch. And I think it's really important to share the progression with you because I want you to know that not everything actually rarely anything is glamorous behind the scenes of launching and in this episode I'm going to be sharing the scrappiness of it all and how I still managed to make it work for a workshop idea that just came to be after brainstorming on a whiteboard and in the next episode in episode number 84 I'm actually going to share with you what a slightly like longer launch runway high ticket launch looked like for me and I just want to point out that these are by no means a how-to it's just kind of like hey, this is what I did. Maybe there's something you can get from it. So without further ado, I'm going to show you behind the scenes of my Scrappy workshop launch. Hello, my lovelies. This is May Kay Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. And here we go. So I'm going to break down this episode into three key sections. The why the promo and the reflection. But of course, I want to start off with how it all started in the first place. This is what made it super scrappy. I kid you not, what happened, and if you, you can see the evidence of this, if you follow me on Instagram at Sang, there is a highlight reel at the time of this recording. This might be removed far in the future, but for now, I'm going to keep it on my highlight reel. There is one where there's a microphone emoji and it says workshop after it. So go to my highlight reels after this episode if you want to see this. So basically, sometime in December 2020, I just had an idea. I had recently got a um, kind of like a handheld sort of whiteboard because I've always had big ones, but I had a handheld whiteboard because I really wanted to save paper whenever I, I didn't want to use a ton of post-it notes all the time when I'm sending like personal bonbon videos. But yeah, so I had a whiteboard and then I just really started to look at the blankness of it. And then my mind just suddenly went into brainstorm mode and I started writing down all the things I could actually share with folks who want to learn how to start guesting on podcasts. So at that time, I had been featured on over 45 podcasts and the the big majority of them have been me talking about guesting on podcasts. And what's interesting is that I learned all of my podcast guesting stuff from actually doing it I had I don't think I've actually 
I think I invested in just one mini course about podcast guesting and it built on stuff that I already figured out from doing. And then I just started writing it all down, brainstorming, brainstorming, brainstorming until I just had about six bullet points. So I was writing things like I could talk about, you know, what to say on the actual interview. What do you put into a pitch? What do you need before the pitch? How do you follow up? How do you actually perform on the interview? How do you be a good guest? All of those sorts of things. You'll see the exact um, screenshot (laughs) of that if you follow my highlight reel on um, Instagram. But anyway, what I did, I literally just took a picture of it. I posted it on my Instagram stories And I just really wanted to see if this was something people were interested in. I planned on running a live workshop, running it live. It wasn't pre-recorded. I wanted to run it live up to two hours and, you know, selling it for $97 for an early bird. I was just like, literally, who wants it? (laughs) And then I asked um, my followers to leave me a microphone emoji in the DMs just to see if there was any sort of you know, any interest. And lo and behold, my DMs started blowing up. They suddenly, there was no text message. It was just, just microphone, microphone, microphone. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I started responding back to all of these lovely people who sent me this microphone emoji. And I already put a price on my stories. I said for an early bed price, because I have no special bells and whistles, anything arranged literally you could just buy it and then I'll give you the information about how to join in January so remember this was during December 2020 so I started selling and I sold a good 15 spots within three days and I thought oh this is this is really cool (laughs) so of course we went into the holiday season around Christmas um I, I personally celebrate Christmas but I know not everybody does so let's call it the holiday season so during the holiday season I don't work because I need a lot of rest and rejuvenation and it's something that I've only popped into my business in recent years because before that I always used to work over the holiday period so I had a two week break and then after the new year I started like feeling into it I had set a date in place for the 28th of January which is on a Thursday and then I started just like mentioning it again on social on Instagram I just started talking about it I started screenshotting and welcoming people in so that people knew that it you know people were buying and that's how it all started so it started from a whiteboard brainstorm there was no sales page I just sent people straight to a payment page and the confirmation email just let them know that their place has been confirmed and then we just like followed up later. So that's how it all started. But I want to share with you the deeper why behind it because this is what was going down in my mind. There was a time in 2020 when I only had high ticket offers and by high ticket I mean 5,000 plus. And when I looked back at my past self, the one who needed help with podcast guesting, I didn't have, I didn't have that kind of investment to put into podcast guesting at the time. So I almost felt like I was leaving behind my past self because for my businesses, I've only ever, my ICA has always been a past version of me because I feel I can always relate the most and empathize mostly with something I've actually been through. That's why I only work with service providers and coaches and copywriters um, and writhing leaders. Like that, 
you know, they're my ICA. And yeah, part of me just thought, wow, my product suite is only high ticket. And don't get me wrong, high ticket works really well because I really love honing in on and really intimately serving my small handful of clients. I realize now that's how I work best. But then again, I had to think to my past self. She didn't have that opportunity yet. So I started thinking about it and I thought, I really want something that someone can just buy once. It's accessible in regards to um, the investment and it's available all year round. That's what I wanted to have in place. And I remember a couple of months ago, a accountability group of mine, so shout out to Annika, Claudia, and T. Um, I mentioned this workshop idea, and then Annika was like, Mega, you could do this workshop now. <laughs> and she was right, I could have done it now. But what I wanted to continue doing was building my expertise to really have solid social proof from multiple angles, from private clients, from group program clients, and for all of the private workshops I've been doing over the course of 2020, I wanted that consistency so I can have that to reflect onto. So I just really wanted to raise that level of awareness for those who are at the unaware level of the power of podcast guesting. I wanted to have, you know, some solid podcast appearances in place so that level of awareness goes from unaware to pain aware at the very least, and then starting to move up into solution aware. So behind the scenes, that's what I've been doing organically, building that social proof, building my expertise as the credible go-to expert and raising those levels of awareness along the way. So that was my why. I started thinking of, you know, those who may not want to work with me in an intimate capacity, and that's totally fine, but maybe there's something that I could help them with. The fundamentals, the foundations of podcast guesting. And that is where the ultimate podcast guesting workshop came to be. It was my walkthrough of my three-part guesting process from the strategy, from the pitching, and what you actually do after the pitch to actually fully leverage the opportunity. And that's when that workshop was born. And for full transparency, when it came to, because um, I had to ask myself, do I have enough subscribers? Do I have enough followers to even make this work? And that's why that emoji validation on my stories meant a lot to me. So at the time, I had just over 1,100 email subscribers, so 1,100 email subscribers. I also had over 1,700 Instagram followers. So I primarily promoted on Instagram, which leads me into part two of today's episode of the actual promo. What did I actually do? So before I share a little bit more about what I did on IG, I want to share with you what the actual offer breakdown was. So I had an early bird workshop ticket. So a workshop ticket means you get to asset access it, um, you know, access the live workshop, you get lifetime access to it, and you get auto upgrades, which means that for any future variation of this workshop, they get access to it for free. I just really, I'm a huge believer in rewarding early birds because I always appreciate those who are willing to jump in when all the details aren't ironed out yet. So that's what I did. I offered an early bird that also gave me a little extra permission to not have all the bells and whistles because again, this was a scrappy launch. So I had an early bird offer where it was $97 for the live ticket. 
lifetime access, auto upgrade, and somewhere along the way I also decided to add a bonus accountability call because I didn't want this to be another workshop where you just learn it and don't do anything. So I thought, hmm, maybe a little extra incentive for people to join is if they know that I could critique their pitch or I could answer their questions, any mindset blocks that they had. So I actually wound up adding that as an impromptu bonus somewhere along the line. So that was the early bird offer. The regular bird offer, or just the bird offer, <laughs> whatever we like to call it, um, basically it was $197. It's the exact same offer, but it's just that is it was after a certain time elapsed. So I communicated with countdown timers and dates mentioned in any promotional material that I did that the early bird ends at X time. And if someone buys after then they get the regular bird offer. But considering they also had the live workshop ticket, lifetime access, auto upgrade, and a bonus call, I didn't feel any guilt around that whatsoever because I had done an extended early bird period and then that was the bird pricing later on down the line. Awesome. And then I thought, okay, I wonder if there are some folks who may want an extra little bit of hand-holding. I thought the bonus accountability call was going to be everything that I was going to do for further support, but then I just wanted to try something out. And what's really cool is that this little, I guess it's like a, a hybrid offer in a sense, I actually ran it today. So at the time of this recording, I actually did this offer. And this is what I'm talking about. I decided to do an upsell to my first group VIP intensive. So this is basically my VIP spotlight day, but it's split between two people. So shout out to Emily and Claire who were on the VIP intensive today. Super, super appreciate you. And I just really wanted to offer that extra opportunity for those who may want to dive deeper into their story because maybe they know how to pitch, but not quite sure what to pitch or how to talk about their story in a way that made cohesive sense. So that is what I did and I ran it today and it was super, super amazing. So I offered that for $1,111. So one, 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 one. It's a lovely angel number. And to sweeten the pot a little bit more, I said, do you know what? This is going to be inclusive of your investment in the workshop. So I deducted the $97 or the $197 if they already bought it. So um, Emily, for example, she actually bought straight on into the intensive, so she naturally had a workshop ticket and access to the bonus call. And Claire, for example, she um, bought the bird offer at $197, so I deducted $197 from $1111. So she, I believe it's like $940. But overall, if you're wondering, okay, Meike, you're, you're, you're putting all these dollar amounts how much did you actually earn? And I earned $6,590 USD. So that was 44 folks who bought the early bed offer at 97, one person who bought for 197, and two um, investing in the group VIP intensive. So overall, this launch yielded $6,509. And this is where I'm going to get into with the promotion because as a previous launch strategist, I feel like I kind of betrayed myself a little bit because I was like, hmm, I, I should be doing all of these moving pieces, but I didn't. I just really did this on a whim because I really wanted to know, is this someone, is this something that people are going to be interested in? And turns out, yeah, 
So the promo, what I did. I did, honestly, mainly Instagram stories. I did one feed post, which is still available on my, um, if you go into my Instagram feed, you'll be able to see this post, but I've updated the copy saying that, you know, there's a wait list now. So I did one feed post. I did, um, yeah, and just Instagram stories, to be honest. And I mainly sold most spots through DMs, but I did also leverage my email list a little bit. Now, when I move into the reflection, like the debrief, I will mention this a little bit more, but I didn't send that many emails. I actually sent only three in the grand scheme of the entire launch because I didn't want it to feel like a step-by-step systematic sort of launch because I just really wanted to do it on a whim and see what I could do there first so that this was a minimum viable launch and just to see what could work. So with my Instagram stories, what did I do? How did I actually promote it? Oftentimes I replayed, you know, the the screenshot of the whiteboard, what they get, what's included, and why people were interested in it. And I posted social proof consistently as well. So halfway through the launch, I realized, oh my goodness, I was missing out on doing my post-it notes um, ritual where I write the notes um, sorry, I write the name of every person who joins and I put them onto my wall because every time I walk into the, my office, I had to say to myself, or well, didn't have to say, but I said to myself, wow, I get to serve Emily. I get to serve Kathy, Elizabeth, Jessica, Aggie, Tim, you know, <laughs> all of these wonderful people who had joined it. And it really helps me to stay in touch with the human process. It helps me realize that, okay, yes, it's incredible that I'm having these sales, but behind every sale is a human being who wants to guest on podcasts. So that's what I do internally that helps me stay connected to the launch at hand. So that's what I pretty much did for promotion. A couple of IG stories where I just replayed what the offer was with the whiteboard, (laughs) super scrappy. And whenever someone joined, I filmed myself writing the post-it note and adding them to the wall and a couple of emails here and there. Now, all of this I did without a sales page. It went straight to the payment page. I just, I always ask for consent. If someone was interested, I was like, would you like me to send you the payment page? Only then do I drop a link. I don't just respond to the emoji and say, here's the link by the way, boom. No, I always ask for consent because that's extremely important to me. So that's what I did for the promo. Super simple, super straightforward, very minimal. And that's what brings me to part three of this episode today, which is the reflection. So because the primary method of promotion was actually Instagram, I know that I need to shift more of my focus onto my emails because there was someone who reached out to me. Um, this was the last email I sent before the early bird finished. And because it was in the middle of the night for him, he shared with me that he wasn't able to get onto the early bed offer and he actually asked me to send more emails next time. And I thought that was that was a beautiful confirmation and I felt so heard and I felt so like, okay, maybe I can send more emails because I clearly have a little bit of a mindset block when it comes to um, not wanting to overpromote. And this time I really underpromoted. And he gave me that confirmation that's okay to be consistent with emails because not everybody is going to read them. So that's my like reflection on my promotional work when it comes to email. 
And I also wanted to experiment with affiliates actually for the first round, but I actually realized that um, I have been an affiliate for other people, but I've never had people be affiliates for me. And because this was a low a low ticket offer, um, there would be more people to track. So I knew I couldn't do it manually. And I actually really wanted to have affiliates for this round. But because I didn't have the system set up, I actually didn't wind up doing it. And those who actually, I asked them um, a couple months prior to see if they were interested and they did say yes, which is amazing. And I just had to I had to really kind of like, oh my God, my ego, <laughs> it was so bruised at this point And I felt so bad because I felt like I missed the mark. I felt like the boat was gone, sailing off into sea. But they were so gracious about it. And I was so, so, so grateful for it because this is the power of having like real genuine relationships with people in business. And I just said to them like, look, um, I appreciate you so much for saying yes, and it's a matter of time. So would it be all right with you if later on down the line, when I do have an affiliate set up, um, you know, that we can have that conversation again? And lo and behold, that's what's happening. So that was my reflection so far, mainly on my my email work, consistency with posting on social as well. And not just on Instagram, I also have a Facebook group, and I think I only did like one post as well so oh my goodness there's a lot of inconsistencies here so this is what happens when you have a scrappy launch you don't have all of your bases covered you just kind of have like one or two (laughs) at most but now I know for next time that clearly there is a demand there because without all the bells and whistles people still wanted this offer so that's what I really learned and after running the workshop I knew because I asked for feedback I knew what content was the most valuable. I knew what really resonated. I knew what the step-by-step processes needed to be, that they wanted more examples, they liked the critiques, etc., etc. So that brings me on to the 2.0 version. So, this is super exciting. Um, So I've decided to make it into a workshop series as opposed to a a one-and-done workshop because <laughs> the recording for UPG, which is what I'm saying it for short, Ultimate Podcast Guesting Workshop, the first UPG was one workshop, the three-step process, and that recording wound up going over three hours. And I know for everybody who actually joined live, they actually loved it because they were in it. But I know that for those who may want to buy this workshop, they probably don't want to sit through three hours. So that's why I decided for 2.0, I'm going to split it into three sections or as a bundle. So there are two buying options. Because there are three parts of my process, it's going to be three workshops, the before you pitch, the pitch itself, and what you do to do, like how to prepare yourself for the interview and how to actually leverage your interviews further. Because it's extremely important that when you think about podcast guesting, it's not about how many podcasts you're on, but it's the degree um, and the genuineness of your relationships that you build with the hosts and the audience. So that's why I've decided to break it into three a three-part process. And UPG 2.0 is coming out in the next couple of months at the time it's recording. So what I've decided is that I'm going to break it down into three 
So you can buy one of the three phases, two of the three phases if you want to, or you can actually get it as a bundle and I'll do a special offer for that. And I really wanted to take this opportunity to share with you as well that if you are interested in jumping onto the waitlist where you will receive a early bird offer, including some savings, then I highly recommend that you check it out. Go to the link in the episode um, box, <laughs> the description box, where you can go to pitchworkshop.makeathang.com or you can just click on, on it and you can pop your name onto the waitlist. So that way you'll be the first to know when that early bed offer is going to start. And what's really, really exciting is that all of this has been a huge, huge, huge learning curve for myself when to go from scrappy and then to add the bells and whistles. Because I've done bells and whistles straight up in the past and that actually didn't serve me as well. It actually caused a lot of stress trying to get it all perfect when I could have actually just been having conversations with folks in the DMs and actually, you know, help them to, you know, closer to coach them to the conversion if there's something that they want to have. And so that was a big lesson. And I'm really glad that you're listening to this right now, because if anything, I wanted this episode to show you what it's like to have a scrappy launch and how to still make it work. And also to give you permission to not have everything perfect, especially if you're launching a new offer. It's so tempting to make everything perfect because there is this assurance that comes with looking professional. It's like, it's my first time. I need to make sure it looks good. But, you know, when you've validated your idea, when you have confirmation, when you have consistent social proof, that points to the direction that you are an expert that can sell this offer, then that makes things a lot more easier. There's way less walls, way less resistance, because you have been there, you have kept showing up, and now is an offer that you can share with the rest of the world. So my lovely, I really hope that you found this episode helpful. Again, this was not a how-to by any means, it was just kind of like, hey, this is what I did. Hopefully that this could be something helpful for you. So again, this was for my ultimate podcast guesting workshop and the 2.0 version is going to be launched as a workshop series. So if you are interested in grabbing an early bed offer when that becomes available in the next couple of months for 2021, head on over to pitchworkshop.makeathang.com where you can pop your name onto the list and get some extra bonuses that won't be shared anywhere else. Ah! <sighs> My goodness. So this is interesting. This was the scrappy version. So in the next episode, I'm going to show you what a slightly more refined version of a launch was for my first high ticket launch. So thank you so much, my friend, for listening so far to this episode. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. And hopefully you'll stick around for the next episode for my first high ticket launch. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet rebels find us. Oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Choir Rebels podcast. 
but until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.